my time. Uh, let's find um, find Jonah. I want to look at Jonah. You can turn to chapter 3. I want to talk a little bit tonight about um, the character of God. You know, a lot of times we look and, you know, the healing power of God, that's a character of God. You know, Jeho- Jehovah Rapha, he's our, he's our healer. That's a, a name for the Lord. He is our healer, the Lord that healeth thee. You know, Jehovah Jireh, the Lord is our provider. Jonah, I know we that's probably a book many of you haven't been in much, but it's page 1506 on my Bible. You know, you can find Hosea, Amos, Jonah, just before Mike. Go to the New Testament, Matthew, and then turn left. How about that? Malachi, Zephaniah, Zechariah, Zephaniah. Those two Zs. Keep going left. I want us to talk about the character of God. Say the character of God. You know, a lot of times we, uh, we, we've got, actually, we've got some things going on with the, the movie, The Da Vinci Code and all of that. It's coming against the character of God, if you really want to know what's going on. I know probably a lot of you haven't, haven't seen that movie. I haven't seen it myself. I don't know if I'm going to watch it, but I will probably teaching, be teaching on some ways you can answer the questions that people will have, you know, because it's basically a, a slander of our Lord Jesus Christ is what it is. And, and uh, I want you to know the character of God. I want us to understand the character of God. Started this a few weeks ago. Um, we started looking at, um, at, at, uh, at the character of God. And um, actually in, in Exodus 34, 6, and 7, it was when Moses had, had, you know, had brought down the Ten Commandments, had broken them, and had gone back, and he was in the presence of the Lord, and he walked by him, and he said, I am the Lord God. I am... Uh, I'm a compassionate God, gracious, slow to anger, abounding in love. And I want us to look at that. So we've been kind of taking that each Wednesday night, the last few Wednesday nights, and we've looked at it. And we saw on, on the compassion, when God says, I am a compassionate God, we looked at that. And we looked and we saw where compassion took place and then miracles took place. He, he had compassion, and then a miracle took place. I mean, the Bible tells us when, he, when Jesus fed the 5,000, he first saw them, and he had compassion on them, and then he was able to feed the 5,000 5, men plus women and children. We also saw and we read the scriptures about, about um, where Jesus said the two blind men, blind Bartimaeus, and they said, you know, Lord, Son of David, have mercy on me. And the, Lord, the, the Bible says that the Lord had compassion on them, and then they received their sight. So we, we see where compassion preceded miracles. So we know that we have to, we need the character of God. We, we have to have the compassion. We have to have compassion. You have to have compassion. Turn to your neighbor and say, get some compassion. Turn to your other neighbor and say, get some compassion. I mean, you know, we're not talking about just feeling sorry for everything and everybody about everything, but to have that compassion. The other thing that we began to look at was we looked at God's grace. And last week we really talked about the God's grace and it's, it's, God, it's the ability. The grace is God's ability to do something for us that you cannot do for yourself. God's grace is unmerited favor. You didn't earn it. You really don't deserve it. And Jesus Christ was the greatest example of God's grace. You know, he, he loved us so much that he gave his only begotten son that whosoever believes in him shall not perish but have everlasting life. You know, it was God's grace that he gave his son. He died for your sin. 
Come on, somebody. He died for my sin. He did not sin. The Bible says he became sin. He took sin like a, a coat or a, or, or a cloak on his back, and he said he became sin so that we could have, so we could be sinless, so we could actually have life and have it more abundant. We could be the righteousness of God. Without Christ doing that, the grace of God, the unmerited favor, uh, you know, I don't know where we would be right now, but we're not there. Amen. I don't have to worry about that. don't have to be concerned about it. Let's give the Lord some praise for Jesus Christ. Amen. Lord, we just praise you for your son, Jesus Christ. We praise you for the blood. We praise you for the cross. And I just, I don't know about you tonight, but I'm saved tonight. Amen. I'm saved tonight. I want us to take a look at something tonight. I want us to really get into something. This is something that's very close to me. Very close to me. I want us to look at anger. I want us to look at anger. When I say it's very close to me, it's because I... I, had to, I well, I had a spirit of anger. I got delivered of that. I, I could see it try to rise up in me. There were times where I could get angry. And I want us to look at that because anger causes sin. Did you know that? Anger causes sin. And, and it leads to sinly ways. I mean, when you get mad, things happen, and you're not in your right mind. Amen? The Bible tells us um, that God opposes the proud, but he gives grace to the humble. And, and, and pride can come in. That's the opposite of being humble is, is prideful. And anger can come in. And, and, and I, I used to let anger come in. I used to get angry. I, if it didn't go my way, if it didn't go the way I think it should have gone, I'd get mad about it. I'd get mad because it rained and it shouldn't have rained. And I had something to do that day. I was going to the lake and it rained and I couldn't go to the lake. I mean, I would get angry about it. There were times where some of you might, might know what I'm talking about, but there's a favorite ball team that you might have. They lose. I mean, you know, I was a big fan of some sports teams, and, you know, they lost, and for a week I would be mad. Till the next Sunday they played again and they won, or they lost again, I'd be mad for another week. I mean, you know, so there's this, this thing about anger. We began to look at it, and I really began to start thinking about it, and I want us to just think about it a moment. What causes some school shootings? It's probably anger. Bitterness, resentment, jealousy. What else can anger cause? Some people can be assaulted because of anger. They could be mad at somebody, and they may not even know the reason they're mad at, and they'll go beat him with a pipe or hit him with a baseball bat. Or, but anger drives this thing. And we began to look at this, and I began to start thinking a little bit more about it. Anger can drive somebody to murder somebody. Somebody that you know has, doesn't have that temperament, they can be driven to commit murder. I think about the Oklahoma City bombing. I believe there was an anger issue at the root of it towards the government, towards our federal government. There may be more there that you really probably don't want me to tell you about, but there's maybe some underlying things that took place. I've thought about Christians, how they can, they can boycott abortionists and, 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 and abortion clinics and be angry or shoot a doctor or kill a doctor because anger came in. Uncontrolled rage, it's, it turns out to be anger. I began to thinking about 911 and, the, and uh, September 11th and, the, and the, uh, uh, the, probably there's anger that's underlying. It's a, it's, it's a root, it's a bitterness of anger.
terrorism. Now it went to another level. Things changed. September 11th, 2001, things changed. This world changed. We begin to see anger. People get angry quicker. You ever been in line and somebody, you get angry. You know what I mean? You're standing in line and the poor girl is is doing the best she can learning. You know, she's in the middle of training and the people behind you get angry because they've got to wait. You yourself might have been one of those people. <laughs> you might be <laughs> you might be in line at Sonic or the drive-in or something like that and you're in a hurry and you get angry because somebody dropped a quarter when they were trying to pass the the money through or dollars and now they got to get out of their car and find the money and it rolled up underneath it and it's going to make you late another 30 seconds. Come on somebody. I want us to look at this because let's just look at the definition. Susan, can you just kind of put up the definition for me of anger? Anger is a strong feeling of of hostility or displeasure. It's a strong feeling of hostility or displeasure. It's the emotional response to a perceived wrong or, or injustice. It's a emotional response emotional response. I remember Pastor Shelley when she taught on, on, on controlling your emotions and not allowing your emotions to control you. It was, it, was a great, it was a great message. You get the opportunity, get it. You need to listen to it. But it's an emotional response to a perceived wrong and injustice. Another definition for anger is a hostile feeling of displeasure that may result from an injury. It may result from mistreatment. It may even result from opposition. You get opposed. Somebody opposes you, you can get angry. Well, you took the wrong stance in this. You know, you should have took this stance, and we can watch anger begin to happen. When I was looking at and meditating on the Scripture in Exodus 34, he said... The Lord passed in front of Moses and he, he proclaimed, you know, he was, he was the Lord, the Lord God, compassionate and gracious. And we've looked at compassionate, we've looked at gracious. But he also said, slow to anger. And I want us to look at that. I want us to really get an understanding of that tonight. And, and real quick, don't turn there, but, but he says, he was slow to anger, abounding in loving kindness and truth, who keeps loving kindness for thousands and who forgives Iniquity, transgression, and sin. I began to look in the Hebrew word and just do a little word study on it. And I, I looked in the Hebrew word, and, and it's two words. And, and, and when you begin to look at it, sometimes when you look in the Hebrew, you look in the Greek, you'll look up one, and it'll say refer to this other one. And you go back to that other one, and sometimes it's like a rabbit trail. You go down, you know, you got to find it, and then you begin to see it. But basically what it means is long-suffering. Not that you have to suffer a long time. Hello. We look at that, and the King James Version uses the word long-suffering. It, 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 even in the, in, the, in the gifts of the Spirit or the, um, the fruits of the Spirit, he talks about long-suffering, which actually is patience. It means, it means to be slow to anger. To be slow to anger. To be slow to anger. And I guess the the greatest example I could give you or the word picture I could give you is the difference between your fuse being lit and it going off. 
Anybody got a short fuse? <laughs> In other words, you can light it, and it goes off. We've, you know, you're not supposed to do this with firecrackers and stuff, but sometimes you can hold them as long as you can. Guys, we do some, we do some things that are kind of, girls don't know, you know, we kind of, like when we were in, like when we were in Louisiana, we were provoking the alligators. You know, we just do stuff like that. You know, I want to get him out and wrestle with him. You know, we just want to try stuff like that. You hold a firecracker. Oh, come on, somebody. You know, hold a firecracker, and you try to hold it as long as you can. I'm glad there's not a lot of kids in here. Do not try this at home. This is only done by professionals. But you hold the firecracker. You ever done this? Well, maybe you haven't. Let me just tell you what I've done. Just hold the firecracker, you light it, and then you try to throw it, and you hope that when you just release it, that thing will go off. And it's pretty cool when that happens. And it's also not cool when it goes off in your hands. But some people are that way with anger. What it is is they've got a short fuse. I've been told that, you know, you just got a short fuse. Well, it's like when something happens, I get opposed or it gets lit, it goes spoon and it explodes. You know what I'm talking about? Like spoon, spoon, spoon. Instead of it needs to be long-suffering or, or to be slow to anger means that you light it and it goes it just doesn't seem to go off. And that's what I want us to have an understanding of, is God is slow to anger. And praise God that he is slow to anger. Amen? Because there's been many times in our lives that we've looked at it and we've said, wow, you know what? If I had been a little slower to anger, the situation may not have gotten out of hand. There's been times where you've gotten angry and you know you've gotten angry and you've said something you shouldn't have said and then you had to go back and repent for saying it. Come on, somebody. And you had to go back and grovel yourself or humble yourself. And there's a lot of times if you wouldn't have opened your mouth so quickly, you wouldn't have put your foot in it. I'm just preaching from experience up here. Can I, amen? I'm probably not preaching to you. Turn to your neighbor and say, he's not talking about you. He's talking about himself. Go ahead and just tell him. I'm just talking about myself. Let me share another scripture with you real quick. Nehemiah 9, 17. Just write it down. Don't turn there. But he said, they refused to listen. He was talking about the nation of Israel, and they did not remember your wondrous deeds in which you had performed among them. So they became stubborn and appointed a leader to return to their slavery in Egypt. But you are a God of forgiveness. Say, he's a God of forgiveness. He's a God of forgiveness, gracious and compassionate, slow to anger, abounding in loving kindness, and you did not forsake them. Are we slow to anger like God? If we're made in the image and in the likeness of him, or if you're being transformed in the image and the likeness of God, are you slow to anger? I mean, there has been road rage that has killed people. Literally killed people. We don't have a lot of traffic out here compared to some some cities. You know, there's been times where we've been in California and near Los Angeles. I mean, there's a lot of traffic. There's a lot of traffic. So you begin to look this. Are we slow to anger like God? I don't want you to answer because we have to repent and ask for forgiveness. And that's what you're probably going to have to do. That's what we really need to do is to repent. How many of you know the greatest weapon against the enemy is repentance? Do you know that? 
It's repentance. It's repentance. If you can, if you're, if you're, well, we'll get into the scriptures here in James in just a minute. But we began to look at slow to anger. And I began to think about this, and I was like, Lord, why do we get mad? And he directed me to, to Jonah. Jonah chapter 3, let's look at verse 10. You know, the city of Nineveh was, was a corrupt city. Um, you know, God was wanting Jonah to go and to preach the gospel to them and for them to repent. And then, you know, jo- Jonah didn't want to do that. You know, he didn't want to do that. He got angry because he knew God would be slow to anger. He knew that God was a God of forgiveness. And verse 10 says, And when God saw their deeds and that they turned from their wicked ways, then God relented concerning the calamity which he had declared he would bring upon them, and he did not do it. Praise God for relenting and not bringing the calamity on us that we sometimes have deserved. Amen? Got a few over here that receive it. Look at verse 1 on chapter 4. But it greatly displeased Jonah, and he became angry. Check this out. He prayed to the Lord, and he said, Please, Lord, was not this what I said while I was still in my own country? Therefore, in order for the foresaw of this, I fled to Tarshish, and for I knew that you are a gracious and compassionate God, slow to anger and abounding in loving kindness, and one who relents concerning this calamity. Therefore, now, O Lord, please take my life from me, for death is better than life. He's upset because God, I'm going to use the word, changed his mind. Actually, they changed their ways and repented and God followed through on what he says he would do, that when you repent, he'll forgive you. Amen? God utilized the principles in the word, in his word, and he relented. Well, Jonah didn't like that. How many of something's happened to somebody and you've said, God, he's blessing Jason over here and it's not fair and I'm mad. Well, that's the way Jonah was. I'm mad. I'm mad. You should have wiped him out, God. I wanted you to wipe him out. I told you to wipe him out. You could have wiped him out. I knew that if I preached to him, they were going to repent, and you would have been easy on them. Right? Well, that's, read it. And now he's upset. I want to be dead. <laughs> I don't think I'd be messing with God and telling him that stuff. Amen? But, but Jonah was angry. How many times have we gotten angry? Now, this is an act of, I mean, I'm telling you, there are some times, my kids aren't here, but they're not in the room. Well, I have not been slow to anger on some issues. Amen? It's like, hey, come here, I can draw right out of you. You know what I'm talking about? And Shelly had to help me. I mean, I'm just transparent before you because, you know, I could wear them out. And, I, you know, that's the worst thing to do is discipline a child when you're angry. I have done it, and I've had to repent for doing it. Amen? So Shelly's like, whoa, back off. Take a few minutes. Call time out. Cool down. Veins are popping out on your forehead. You know what I mean? It's like, you know, let me go talk to him. Let me just, you know, I'll go in the room, unlock that door. <laughs> I unlock that door, I'm going to break it down, you know. But, you know, we, we find that if we're slow to anger, then we become more like God. So God was slow to anger here with Jonah. Look at verse 4. The Lord said, the Lord said, do you have a good reason to be angry? It's like, you got a good reason to be angry? 
And Jonah went out from the city and sat in the east of it, and he made a shelter for himself, and he sat under it with the shade until he could see what happened in the city. So the Lord God appointed a plant, and it grew up over Jonah to be shade over his head. We serve a good God. It delivered him from his discomfort. And Jonah was extremely, the Bible says extremely happy about the plant. Gave me some shade. Praise the Lord. But God appointed a worm. When dawn came the next day, it attacked the plant and it withered. And the sun came up and God appointed a scorching east wind. And the sun beat down on Jonah's head. And he became faint and begged with all his soul to die, saying, Death is better to me than life. I mean, how many times we just, uh, I've never been in this situation where I'm just saying, God, just take me. I just might as well die. I mean, death is a whole lot better than life because I need some water. I'm thirsty. It's hot. You know, I mean, you know, it's just, could I turn on the air conditioner, God? Can you bring in some, you know, cool wind from the north or something? Verse 9 says, And God said to Jonah, Do you have a reason to be angry about the plant? I mean, it's like, have you ever gotten into the, uh, maybe you haven't ever gotten in that situation. I, I mean, there was, when I was a new believer, somebody said, well, you get angry at God, just tell him. I was like, really? I mean, can I do that? <laughs> I mean, we're talking to God here now. I don't want to go, God, I'm mad at you. I'll tell you what, come on, God, you stand up here face to face, you and me, baby. No, no, it isn't going to work. I, I, it isn't going to work. But I just praise God that he is slow to anger. There is some relief, and you can, you know, you can get angry with God. Are you with me? You can tell him, God, I'm upset, you know, I'm, I'm angry, you know. This person died or, or their life was taken, and, and God, it, it bothers me, it upsets me. And, and, you know, you can still talk with God and praise God he's slow to anger. Because, you know, like, unlike you, sometimes when you get an attitude, it's like, what's that attitude? You better take that attitude back. You come with me in that attitude, you're coming to the wrong person. Amen? You know, sometimes you can come to somebody and have a bad attitude, and it just changes everything. They get angry real fast. Or you can come in a gentle and humble spirit, and things can be changed. Do you have the right to be angry? Ask your neighbor. You got the right to be angry? Go ahead, ask them. I know, you're, I know you, you're afraid to ask them, but do you have the right to be angry? There's times you get mad that I want you to ask yourself, have I got the right to be mad here? And some of you are like, yes, I did. He cut me off. I'm in a hurry. I got to get to the donut shop, and the light turned red. I can't believe the light's red. And you beat the dash of your car. And you look over, and there's pastor next to you. Come on, you know what I'm talking about? Turn to your neighbor and say, he's talking about you. But not, not really, because you know why? Because you're taking on the character of God. You're taking on his character, and you're slow to anger. You stop at that light, and you're thinking, the light's red. And then you hear the little Jeopardy tune. Do, 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 do. I'm not getting angry today. I'm not getting angry. Hi, Pastor. I'm not getting angry today. So you, you, you're slow to anger. Well, see, that's, that, that gives God a chance to work. Come on, somebody. It also gets you a chance to control your flesh. Be slow to anger. Are we slow to anger? God is slow to anger. We have to submit our life to God.
in James, it says, submit to God, resist the devil, and he will flee. We got to make sure we use the whole scripture. Because a lot of times it says, sister, just resist the devil and he will flee. No, he won't. Unless you're submitted to God first, he ain't going nowhere. You can say, back off, Jack, and he's going, "Uh uh-uh. Because you're not submitted to him and I don't have to go nowhere. I'm going to be right here this afternoon, tomorrow, the next day. Are you with me? So we begin to look at this, and we've got to understand if we're going to have the characteristic of God, and that's what I want. I want us to develop the characteristic of God. So guess what you get to work on this week? Being slow to anger. When things just don't go right and they don't go your way, just lift your hands and say, Hallelujah, anyhow. But you've got to look at it and say, Okay, all right, okay, God, this is a test from the emergency broadcast system. You know, God, this is, this is a test. Uh, you know, uh, the light's red, and I'm, I'm in a hurry. And if you look at it, it's only because you were late. If you'd have got up 15 minutes earlier instead of hitting that alarm snooze button, button three or four times, you wouldn't have been in the situation where you got to run the red light. And then you run the red light, and you get caught by an officer. Yes, sir, officer. Then you're even going to be later, and guess who you're mad at? You're mad at the officer. Don't be mad at him. He's just doing his job. It's a good thing he's out there. Yeah? Or you're mad at yourself, or you're mad at your boss, or you're mad at your kids. It's their fault. I had to tie their shoes. I had to get them dressed. I had to get them to school. They didn't want to get out of the car. Be slow to anger. We've got to take on the characteristics of God. And that is submitting your will to God. What is submitted to God? Listen will get stronger. What you submit to God will get stronger. What you submit to God, it will get stronger. What you resist or won't submit to God, it grows weaker. It grows weaker. What you resist or do not submit to God, you'll get weaker and weaker and weaker in that area. And in the area of angry, anger, you'll get angrier and angrier and angrier. Because you won't submit that area to God. And it's a characteristic of God. We've seen that. Turn with me to Ephesians chapter 4. Oh man, I got to go. Ephesians chapter 4. Quickly. It's in the New Testament. Turn to the right. Ephesians chapter 4. I want us to look at verses 26 and 27. Come on, Eric, get there. Verse 26 says this. Be angry. <laughs> Be angry and yet do not sin. Don't let the sin go down. Da- don't let the sun go down on your wrath or go down when you're anger and when you're angry. Do not give the devil an opportunity. Be angry, but sin not. What is that? You mean to tell me I can actually get angry, but not sin? Yeah. It's a holy anger. It's a righteous anger. But you cannot get to the point where it brings sin in your life. He says, be angry and sin not. See, anger leads to sin. And the wages of sin is... Say it. 
The wages of sin is what? Anger can lead you to sin, which can lead you to, you see a process there? There's a lot of divorces that take place because of anger. There's a lot of child abuse that takes place because of anger. James chapter 1. Let's go to James chapter 1. Let's look at verses 19, 20. James chapter 1, verse 19. Listen to this. Now, this is, we're going to get home. We're going to get real. We're going to get real tonight. All right? Do you deal with anger? And if you deal with anger, can you be angry and sin not? Or can you take on the characteristics of God and be slow to anger? Look at James. Uh, verse 19. Let's go back to 17. Man, this is all good. I just want to... Let's start at 17. Every good thing is given, and, and every perfect gift is from above, coming down from the Father of lights, to whom there is no variation or shifting shadow. In the exercise of his will, he brought us forth by the word of truth, so that we would be the kind of first fruits among his creatures. This you know, my beloved brethren. Everyone must be quick to hear, slow to speak, and what? Everybody. I think he got that from an Exodus 34. That God is slow to anger. So we need to be quick to hear, quick to listen, slow to speak, and slow to anger. And verse 20 is one that I have been meditating on. And the anger of a man does not achieve the righteousness of God. Mm, 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 mm. Oh, that hurt, Lord. The anger of man does not achieve the righteousness of God. When you get angry, Jonah was a selfish anger. And most of the time when we get angry, it's probably a selfish anger. If you really want to be honest with yourself, most of the time it's because you didn't get it the way you wanted it. It didn't happen the way you expected it to happen. Right? It does not achieve the righteousness of God. So you have to start where you are. Well, how do I how do I get through this? How do I you know, there's you need to repent when you get angry. You need to find out what's going on inside you. There might be some deliverance issues. There's a spirit of anger that can be cast out. That, that, that You've got to fill yourself up with the Word of God after that. Otherwise, it gets worse. You've got to control yourself. You've got to overcome your soulish nature by the renewing of your mind so you can be transformed, are you with me, into the character of God. And we can, can be compassionate and gracious and slow to anger. Some of you could get angry. It's 835. When's he going to get done? 
deal with it. Really. Because what we've got to do is look at it. Why am I getting so angry in this? I had to, issues that I had to deal with in my own life. It's easy to see her anger and her anger and his anger. Oh, yeah, boy. Her anger is real easy to see. We can see that all the time. But it's, what about you? What about you? What, 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 are you what, what are the issues in your life that you're dealing with? And that's what I want God to put his finger on tonight. Why do you get so upset? Why do you explode? Why do you have such a short fuse? Well, I've told them, I've told them, I've told them again. How many times has God told you, told you, told you, and told you again? And he was slow to anger. And I praise God that he's slow to anger. I praise God that he gives us the chance and the Holy Spirit woos us to give us the opportunity to repent and turn from our wicked ways and turn from our selfish ways to be slow to anger. So as we are developing, say, I am developing the character of God. Okay, you're developing the character of God. I'm developing the character of God. Then I'm going to develop this area called anger. I'm going to deal with this issue. God's not bringing it forth just to say, oh, this is nice, and put it in the drawer. He brings it forth to say, why am I getting angry in this situation? The Bible talks about the sons of God. There's four different stages in the sons of God. You can look at them. And you can look at him in the Greek and Hebrew, and, and you see the different stages. The last stage is the most mature stage. When he talks about Jesus Christ as being the Son of God, it's called the weos stage. That is the, more, the mature stage. When we get to the point where we are slow to anger, we are now crossing over or stepping into that weos stage. I've watched lawyers in a courtroom not get angry. Not saying that they're born again. I mean, I don't know. But I'm just saying I've watched it. And I said, why do they not get angry? When somebody just can flat in front of them, you know what I mean? Tell something that's untrue. And the lawyers can talk back and forth to each other. There's got to be some sort of maturity that's there. We, as believers, need to have more maturity than even them. When, when God's dealing with something in our lives, don't get angry and be like a little kid and rant and rave. If you do, well, then maybe God's showing you something. You know what? You got a problem here. What's the issue? Well, he should have finished when he was supposed to finish. Now my kids are going to get late to bed. Is it about you? Or is it about God doing something in your life? I have to know that God has my, his hand on my children. And I have to be slow to anger when I discipline my children. In the same way God is slow to anger when he disciplines me. Amen? Let's pray. Will you stand to your feet? God is a God of compassion. <laughs> he is a God that is gracious. And he is also a God that is slow to anger. Father, tonight... I just ask your, tonight, as you have revealed some things to us, we've seen where Jonah, he had even no, not even really any right to be angry. 
And Lord, there's many times in our lives that we have not had any reason to really be angry except for a selfish reason. God, I'm asking you to put your finger on these issues tonight in our lives. I'm asking you, Lord, to help us take on the character that you have, to be slow to anger in every area. In Jesus' name, and the church said amen. I'm asking you this week to really get alone with the Lord, wait upon the Lord this week and find some issues and say, why does this upset me so? Why am I dealing with these issues, and why do I get angry in these issues? Will you do that? And then, and then repent. Allow the Lord, allow the Holy Spirit to do some real cleansing within, the, within you tonight. Amen? And this upcoming week. Be blessed tonight. We'll have prayer for you tonight. If you need prayer, come together. The Bible says if two or three come together in my name, I, two or three, two or three, two or three come together in my name, I am there with them in their midst. The Bible says in Matthew eighteen nineteen, if two come together, agree on anything touching, it'll be done for us by our Father which is in heaven. And we want to agree with you in prayer tonight. So if you've got a prayer need, let us pray for you. Let's come in in agreement tonight in Jesus' name. Amen. God bless you. Have a wonderful evening.